Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Volume. What's up, guys? UFC 285 just wrapped, and uh, what a night it was from Las Vegas. John Jones is the heavyweight champion of the world, and John Jones is not only the heavyweight champion of the world. John Jones is the heavyweight champion of the world in a way that not many expected. You know, all week John Jones spoke about how easy this fight could be, and nobody wanted to believe it. I know I did. I thought he was in for it to the point that at the fighter meeting, when John Jones was on the phone. I said, hey, I got one question for you. I said, you speak about fear. You said you needed that. Does Cyril Gunn present that fear? And uh, he had an answer that still, once again, was almost dismissive of Cyril Gunn. And I didn't understand it because I figured he was chasing challenges to elevate himself to the next level. Well, he goes out there and dominates in a way that tells me that everything he said he believed from the very start, and he just did it. Jones doesn't look like the same guy in the octagon. He's a tad bit slower. His movements aren't as quick and dynamic, but that's what you expect for a guy that puts on that much weight. But when he went out there, he seemed to be having a good time. Cyril Gan was a bit nervous. He was hesitant, and that's one thing that you cannot be against a fighter the caliber of John Jones. Jones takes him down. Rogan and I are looking through the octagon, trying to see what submission he had. It was very reminiscent of the, the, the high elbow guillotine he got Leona Machida with. But Cyril was on his butt. He must generate a ton of pressure on the neck because Gon tapped. And it was almost like, well, what did he tap to? Once they spun the camera and we could see the lock, you could see how Cyril Gon would have tapped to... Uh, that submission. So Jones once again does something that he said was a bit of an eventuality and becomes the heavyweight champion by submitting Cyril Gunn. What makes it more impressive is that Francis Ngannou won by decision. Nobody has done to Cyril Gunn what we saw done to him tonight. But I would imagine that in Jones's return, who will have a much steeper challenge as he will be challenged by Stipe Miocic at International Fight Week 
for the heavyweight championship of the world. Uh, and I will get into that matchup a little later as we get closer between two guys that I've shared the octagon with for combined almost 100 minutes in the octagon between those two guys that will fight for the belt in July. But once again, hats off to John Jones for doing something he said he was going to do by winning the fight, but not only winning the fight, winning the fight impressively. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleh Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests we're gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Co-main cool event. Alexa Grasso will beat Valentina Shevchenko. Valentina Shevchenko struggled in her last fight. We thought it was an outlier of a performance, and everything would go back to normal. That wasn't the case. Alexa Grasso, she was an afterthought. She honestly was getting treated in the same way that people treated Cyril Gaon. They did not expect her to present much of a challenge to Valentina Shevchenko to the point that people thought Valentina picked her for that reason. 
Valentina didn't pick Tyler Santos for an immediate rematch because she knew what Tyler Santos presented, but figured she would get through Alexa Grasso easy. Very early, that was proven not to be true. Alexa landed some great strikes on the feet, then caused Valentina to start wrestling her. She struggled in the takedown defense. And if she's going to extend this title reign, she will have to shore that up. But she was taken down multiple times, but continued to fight. Every time she got to her feet, she did a great job of landing on Shevchenko to the point that Valentina started to make mistakes. I'm gonna be honest with you. I never thought I would see Valentina Shevchenko making consistent mistakes. She made mistakes in the last fight against Tyler, trying to score takedowns and rushing them. And she made mistakes tonight. Ultimately, the biggest mistake was trying that spinning back kick from in close. The last person I remember doing that was Chris Weidman, trying an ill-advised spin kick against Luke Rockhold, got himself taken down and beaten up, which ultimately led to Luke becoming the champion. Same thing tonight. When Grasso saw that spinning kick, which she said she trained for, she jumped on her back like nothing I've ever seen before, and she went crazy trying to chase the finish. Grasso took her back and started to squeeze. And as Rogan pointed out, guys, she squeezed so much that she squeezed the color out of Valentina Shevchenko's face. She was beat white under where her arm was and red everywhere else. She didn't have it under the chin, but she got enough pressure going forward into the jawline that it made a woman that had held that belt essentially from its inception tap instead of just going out that's painful that's like when habib had connor in that neck crank where connor had to tap it's hard to tap out to a submission guys you generally want to just go to sleep alexa grasso did that now she's the third mexican champion in the ufc right now can you believe that that country has now it's a country of fighters they have now three champions so I would imagine by tomorrow there will be another mural in Mexico, this one of Alexa Grasso, the first female to win a UFC championship from that great fighting country. She said she would win, she got it done, and she should be very proud, her and her uncle as her coach, her entire country will be proud of Alexa Grasso. Shavkat Rachmanov is the real deal. He put it on Jeff Neal. Now, Jeff Neal had moments and spots, but it was never really competitive. It was an eventuality that Shavkat would get the job done. And that's exactly what he did, winning that fight by submission late in the fight. But he broke Jeff Neal down. We see a lot of guys that miss weight win the fight. Shavkat made sure that that did not happen to him, dominating that fight and winning. Now he's 17-0 with 17 finishes. This guy is as good as they come. Bo Nickel made his UFC debut today. Hey, a lot of pressure was put on this kid. He lived up to it, if not exceeded the pressure and the expectation by going out and doing what he did to Jamie Pickett. Rogan made one quick comment, though. He goes, the problem with the expectation is your next opponents have to jump very quickly. Bo Nickel's only been fighting for a short period of time. So I wonder how slow he's going to get to play his ascent of the rankings. Uh... Cody Garbrandt got back in the win column. Jalen Turner got beat by Mateos Gamrot. Look, when you start to make your way to the top of, the, of a division, you are going to run into wrestlers. 
But Jalen's Gamrod proved to be a little bit too much for Jalen Turner and ultimately got decision. But overall, it was a great night. And guys, this night, from the celebrities to the fans to the energy in the arena, showed the return of a guy that so many consider the greatest of all time. In my group with Ryan Clark and the rest of the group at ESPN, everybody's saying it's undeniable. It's very difficult to deny the greatness of John Jones after becoming the heavyweight champion tonight. It was a phenomenal performance. It was a phenomenal performance by Jones. Hats off to the new champion at, at, at flyweight, Alexa Grasso, and everyone else that got their hand raised tonight from Las Vegas. I've missed this. I've only caught one fight this year, but I have missed being in the arena with the energy in the crowd, calling fights with my friends, and then doing these recaps for you guys. It's been amazing tonight, and it's going to be great when we get to London, England in a couple weeks. So strap in because we got Usman versus Edwards 3 coming up in a little bit, and Justin Gaethje versus Rafael Fazeev. That one's going to be sick. Until next time, guys, like subscribe and tell your friend to tell your friend that DC has a YouTube channel. And also go to the Volume Sports, hit a like and subscribe on their channels too. From Las Vegas, peace. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff. Are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one -on -one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.